Hey, Starshine listeners, thanks for tuning in. Today we'll be talking about books that are made into movies and uh, TV shows in honor of our guest, Celestine Ray, who plays Shayna Bradford in a film adaptation of Brenda Jackson's novel, A Brother's Honor, which is available on Passion Flicks. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this topic, obviously because I'm a writer, but honestly, I'm not much of a bookworm, which is weird. As a writer, most writers love to read. It's not that I don't love to read. I do. I'm just a little picky about what I read, and I keep trying to read a lot of classics because I feel like that's like the way that you're supposed to be, you know, you're you're supposed to strive to be as good of a writer as these classic authors, and I got to be honest, um, I don't know why we're taught some of these things in school and, you know, forced to read these books. I need to find books that I really enjoy. So I am looking for book recommendations, Um, ones that I want to read just for fun, ones that I want to review in the magazine and share with other people. So if you have a book or a series that you think I should get into, please tweet me at author Sandy Lowe. Or at Starshine Mag, if you can't remember my other one, either one. And I want to know if there's a book out there that you actually saw the film adaptation of or the TV adaptation and liked it better. For me, The Vampire Diaries was like my favorite show in the world. Um, I've never read the books, though. And I wanted to read the books, but then I was told that they were not so good. Um, And I know I shouldn't trust other people's opinions, but I'm so attached to the show that I'm afraid if I read the books that I'm just going to nitpick them and it won't be an enjoyable experience. So sometimes, you know, making a film version of a book you really love is a good is a great thing to see it come to life. And sometimes not so much. A dream of mine is to bring Dreamcatchers, my book, actually all of my books, I would love to bring to the screen somehow. For those of you who don't know, Dreamcatchers was my second novel and it's one in, there's a whole book series of Dreamcatchers called Dreamcatcher series. First one in particular, of course, first one's always the best. One of my most popular books as an author, uh, made Amazon's top 100 coming of age novels. It's something that's always going to be special to me. That book is just, I don't know, it's a standout to me. And I think It really resonated with a lot of readers. In fact, I am working on a screenplay of Dreamcatchers. I have someone who's willing to make it for me and bring it to some of the streaming services. So I need to really light a fire under my butt and finish the screenplay so that could happen. Dreamcatchers is on Amazon, by the way, and it's a rock star romance. So what that means is there's a rock band that's in it. And the lead singer of the rock band is Jordan Walsh. Almost everyone that has read the book has told me that they've fallen in love with Jordan. Um, Myself included, even though I've written him. In my mind, he looks like Jared Leto. But I could also see him looking like Zac Efron because those two do look alike in a a way. You can picture him as uh, however you want. He's a musician who is uh, carefree and kind of like cool and collected all the time and uh he winds up meeting Haley 
who is the narrator of the story. Haley is a sheltered rich girl, basically the opposite of Jordan. And they wind up meeting each other at a bus station and get stranded together. And uh, Haley is awkward and (laughs) uncomfortable around men especially. And uh, Jordan challenges her to go to New York with him uh, because he's going to a battle of the bands that his band is competing in. And she does because her one one of her character traits is she can't turn down a dare. So and she secretly just wants some kind of summer adventure. She's bored with her life and uh she always does what she's told to do by her parents. Uh so she she finally, you know, break does something that's against the rules and she goes off to New York with a stranger, no less. <laughs> she's terrified by the way, but it's a fun little romance and uh, I'm proud of it and I would love to be part of the casting of you know who's gonna play Jordan and who's gonna play Haley and and I mean that's just such an exciting thing to me with all that said I'm very excited to be talking to Celestine Ray on this podcast and bringing some spotlight to Brenda Jackson's novel and also the film that it's based off of so stay tuned for Celestine Ray from A Brother's Honor Are you a band, brand, or author looking for marketing help? Sandy Low Media offers affordable pricing on press releases, graphic design, and other marketing services. Contact Sandy today at sandylowmedia.com. All right, so I'll be right back with Celestine Ray, who's starring in Brenda Jackson's adaptation of her novel, A Brother's Honor. Stay tuned. How are you today? You know, I cannot complain. It's a beautiful day out. <laughs> Got some red nice. last night. <laughs> oh, How are you? I'm doing well. A little busy. <laughs> busy, but good. You know? Got it. <laughs> busy and good, and yes, manage it yes. all. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to talk to you about A Brother's Honor, which is going to be yeah. on Passion Flicks. Mm-hmm. That's so exciting. <laughs> I know. I actually fly out tomorrow and like packing and getting my things together. I fly out tomorrow to go to LA for the premiere on Thursday. So That's the premiere's awesome. on Thursday and then the movie releases on Passion Flicks on Friday. And I'm like, I have so wow. many wonderful butterflies swarming around. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. This is your first leading role, is that correct? Um, In this caliber film, yes. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of like independent feature films and things like that, but yeah. Gotcha. So that's very exciting. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Yeah. So A Brother's Honor is a movie based on three brothers who have been estranged for some time um, due to some trauma and family drama. I don't want to give too much away that goes on <laughs> in the past and they're, um, grandfather brings them all back home and one of the grandfather's wishes is that all of the brothers work together to try to save their family's aeronautics company and these three this family they have legacy they have money and they um are trying to save this company that was started generations ago by i think like their great great grandfather who was a Tuskegee airman so in the process of doing so they hire a crisis manager, who is me, Shana Bradford, (laughs) who comes in to try to help them um, 
uh, crisis manage everything and to save the company. And in the process, Jaina finds out that there's a lot of um, traders in the company, and not only that, she falls in love with Jace, and Jace falls in love with her. Aww. Well, yeah. um, so now it's based on a book, which is what Passion Flix is all about, or, you know, mm-hmm. popular books that are turned into movies. Um, did you mm-hmm. get to read the book? So everything happened really, really fast um, when I was offered the role. And so before I knew it, I was flying down to Florida and, you know, they sent me the, they sent me the screenplay. So that's what I read first. I read the script for the, the film script. And after reading it, I said yes. And when I went down to Florida, I was listening to the audio book for during the first week of filming. So I was kind okay. of learning, you know, listening to the full Brenda Jackson story um, while I was filming on set the first week. But we shot for three weeks, so I I got to finish it in the first week. And then I was like, oh, I have a lot of juicy details, <laughs> a lot of background information. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, was Brenda Jackson involved in the making of the movie in any way? or? Yes, she was, she oh, was okay. on set every single day. She was there. Um, sitting in Video Village, watching all of the everything that was being shot. I got to sit and have lunch with her pretty much every day on set. We talked for hours. She's a lovely woman. She's she's very accomplished, and she was there writing other books while she was on set, <laughs> watching her her movie being made. <laughs> That's awesome. What what was like the best, you know? character tip that she could give you that gave you some insight to Shayna? Um, we talked about Shayna a lot, and one of the things that she said to me that I did pick up on, but she kind of articulated it in a very specific way. She said to me that Shayna um, not only falls in love with Jace, but Shayna is the one that comes in and saves Jace. She said it's, it's not like other romances where the man mm-hmm. saves the woman, Shana comes in and she rescues Jace. And That's I thought awesome. to myself, that is, that, is, that is awesome. And I did pick up on it, but when she said that to me, I said, right. It gave me a lot of insight into the character and just how I wanted to play it and how I wanted to um, interact with Jace as Shana and who I was in, in our relationship. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, not only is, is you know, that's something that's not uh, usual in romances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know you are a person of color and so is most of the cast which is awesome and I know that the 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 first um movie for passion flicks that has had an all black leading cast so that's amazing yeah it's it's amazing I mean I think that well who doesn't like to watch a love story right so it's (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> I mean, people might, you know, one of the one of the other actors made a good point. He said, you know, people might try to act like they're not into romance, but who doesn't like to watch people falling in love? And so it's really beautiful when you get to see yourself reflected. Like people of color fall in love too, just like everyone else, you know. So it's, it's right. beautiful to to have those stories being represented authentically on screen as well. Yeah, definitely. Um. I interviewed um, an Asian actor recently, and, you know, I mean, for years we didn't see Asian actors in, in mm-hmm. leading roles as romance, you know, things. So, And now it's really nice that we're starting to see that more, too. So, Absolutely. Great. And you just start to see the, the more specific you can be with 
son's actual um, experience, the the more uh, it it applies to everyone, the more universal it is. And so we can, you know, we can watch movies like Crazy Rich Asians, and we can relate to the characters, even though it's very specific to that cultural group. It's not trying right. to be general; it's very specific. So we can all watch it and enjoy it and love it. And I think that'll be the same thing with A Brother's Honor. And Brenda Jackson herself, she has. Uh, she has followers all over the world. I just got back from London. Um, Passion Flicks flew uh, myself and Jeremy, who plays Dave, out to London to um, meet some of our fans, meet people who are very excited about the release of the film. So we were doing some press out there. And, I mean, people from all over are just huge Brenda Jackson fans and were coming up to us with her books wanting us to sign her books. I mean, it's amazing to see how far these stories can, can reach people right. when when they are written about people of color as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's important that everyone has, um, everyone is represented in both literature and film mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, everyone deserves to be, you know, to be able to see themselves through that character or, you know, somewhere in that. Absolutely, especially when when there are characters that are falling in love. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah. need more we need more love. <laughs> we definitely do. We need a lot more love. <laughs> yes. Um, so now you're married. Does your husband get jealous? You know, anytime you have to <laughs> do a kissing scene or anything like that. It's so funny because I was asked this on um in another interview. My husband is amazing. And I think that he has probably taught me more about love than I ever thought that I would understand. And so he doesn't get jealous. And he actually is, well, we have a really open, um, we have a lot of open communication and open relationship in terms of the way that we share our feelings with each other and the way that we understand love and how love works and that love is not singular, that he and I have a very specific kind of love. And we honor it and we honor each other, but we we don't we don't put those kind of constraints on each other. And he's taught me how to be, um, I guess, less possessive and less jealous because he isn't. And throughout mm-hmm. the process, I mean, there are things that I do when I'm doing a romantic um, leading role where I I like to check in. So every night when I came home from set, even when it was three o'clock in the morning, I called him or I, I mean, I FaceTimed him. Like I just do a check back into reality because, you know, as an actor, while you're on set or while you're on stage, you are feeling feelings and you're, 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 if you're doing it right, you're, you're in this other world. So to snap yourself back into reality is really important. And I also just did it because it, for me, it was like, Hey, I just want you to see, that I'm here reassuring you. But he he's amazing. He's coming with me to the premiere. We'll see how he feels after the movie. <laughs> right. No, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um so now you're from Philly and mm-hmm. how has that city grown you know, growing up has how has it influenced you as both a person and an actress? Oh, specifically Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia is an interesting city because it is a city, but it also has a very uh, homey, small-town feel to it as well. And I grew up 
um, so interesting. I'm, I'm, this might be a long story, but I'll try to bring it back. <laughs> I, I grew up in Philadelphia during a time when um, public schools were going through this phase. It was called, it, was, it wasn't that long ago, but it, this was what it was called. It was called the DSEG program. And they were trying to desegregate a lot of the, like, um, grade schools and middle, middle schools, so they were busing people into from all over. So I, I grew up in very diverse, um, culturally diverse um, environments, and I also grew up mm-hmm. around the arts. So, I mean, I the the grade school I went to, Shawmont School, we did plays, we did school plays every year. So I grew up doing school plays with people who in my class, white people, black, you know, black kids, Asian kids, any, like we were all just, we were doing Oliver, we were doing Bye Bye Birdie, you know, I mean, that's how I grew up. And I remember um, I used to play outside all the time. I grew up in this little, um, we grew up in an apartment complex until I was, until I was 13. And I was like this little bossy kid who would go around <laughs> and knock on everybody's doors, all the kids' doors and say, it's time for dance class. Come out, come outside now. <laughs> and I would wrangle all the kids, and I would we would put on shows for nobody, but we would like walk around and hand people fake tickets. I mean, we created these tickets to our shows, and under my instruction, like I was directing all these kids. So, like, go. That's when I think about Philadelphia, I think about where my the birth of my imagination came. And there's so much there. I I danced um, with Philadelphia's second company and so Philodanko has been such a staple of of Philadelphia, that dance company for so many years mm-hmm. and it's it's very important to that city. Um and it's an uh it's a predominant well, it was founded as uh an African American dance company during a time when there was a lot of segregation. When I went it was more diverse but it has the founding principles of what it is to do black dance. Um so that that it's like in terms of the culture and the art, like I was around a lot of arts in Philadelphia, so it, it shaped me to to be this very creative, imaginative person. And then it, it also gave me a little bit of an edge because Philly, you know, there there are parts of Philly that yeah. you know. <laughs> it gave me a little bit of a. When I came to New York, I was I I actually realized I could kind of like let my shoulders come down from my ears a little bit. I didn't have to be so. <laughs> You know, if somebody steps on your shoe, you can just kind of relax because there's so many people here, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but in yeah, fact, you don't want to true. step on anybody's shoe there without saying, excuse me, because it will be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and it's it's funny because, you know, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love, but you still oh. have that. <laughs> yes, you do. I mean, there's a there's a jail in in I forget which stadium is it. They have to have a jail in one of the stadiums because people, the Philadelphia fans, get so riled up and fight each other. I mean, you know, I definitely grew up more sheltered from that. I was like nerdy theater dance kid, but at the same time, it was like you still had that. You still were in the midst of this kind of like. I mean. There's a Rocky statue. Rocky's not a real person, but we have a Rocky statue. Because, I know, like, I posed with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Um, We're yeah, fighters, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have, I have to ask, do you have a favorite Philly cheesesteak? What's the best one? Oh, my God. Well, when I was eating Philly cheesesteaks and eating 
I don't I don't eat meat anymore. But a Philly chicken cheesesteak is the bomb. It's very good. And you can get it there's I used to go with my dad and my sister to De La Sandro's, which is like um there was De La Sandro's and there was Chubby's and we used to go there in Roxborough and not a lot of people know about that specific area in terms of like that plate where we would go to get our cheese sticks, but they were delicious. And I couldn't, I can't, I used to eat the whole thing. <laughs> one thing. <laughs> I mean, I when something's good, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it was I, delicious. I've never had a Philly cheesesteak. I'm, I'm from New York, so it's not okay. you know, too far for me. But um, the last no, time, you have to just I've take never, a train down and just and just try one. You have. Well, to. <laughs> I don't, I don't really eat meat either. <laughs> okay, well then, then you don't. I'm anti-meat too but, right now. So. The last time I I went, my friend, you know, it was her first time there, so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you have to get one. I'll get a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There is a vegan place. Oh, I wish I knew the name of it. I have to ask my sister if maybe text you afterwards. There is a vegan place that makes vegan Philly cheesesteaks, and I have Wait, tried them. Is They're it delicious. Blackbird? Is it Blackbird Pizza? Is it Black? Is it Blackbird? Because I don't know. I've had. I actually did. I forgot. I did have it from there, and it was amazing. And their pizza is amazing too. Okay, it might be there, and I think there might might be be another place that does it too. Yeah, so you know, for the vegans out there, they can they can visit Philly and get a a vegan version. Yeah, Philly's actually very um, pro vegan, thankfully. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. There's a lot of places you can go and get yeah get things. It's good. Yeah. so now living in New York City, um, you know, you said you actually can relax, which I'm sure most people are like, what? But you, I know. <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Especially, you know, if you're not in the, the more suburban areas of New York. I grew up, you know, in Staten Island, so they would get oh, mad okay. at you if you sat on their feet. Yeah, Staten, Staten <laughs> Island has area. probably like a South Philly energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely mm-hmm. does. Um, yeah. But uh, so I feel you about that. <laughs> uh, can you t- tell us a little bit about any other projects that you're working on or upcoming movies? Yeah, so I actually just got back from Washington, D.C. I was out there working with a theater company called American Slavery Project, and I just did a play um, called In the Parlor for, uh, we presented it as a part of the March on Washington Film Festival. They were having um, an event that was adjacent to some of the film screenings. And In the Parlor is basically a historical fiction um, theater piece written about um, women who were uh, organizing the march, uh, the, the first women's march. And within the play, it is a re- an imagined conversation that would have taken place uh, between uh, historical figures Mary Church Terrell, Nellie Quander, Edna Brown, and Alice Paul. Alice Paul was the creator of this Women's March, and basically this conversation is around black women being able to march in this historical event and what took place because black women originally were not invited to be a part mm-hmm. of the march. And so that's, that's it, it's a really powerful piece. I just came back from doing that, and I'm part of that company, so we're supposed to be traveling um, around different areas in New York, and whenever we get asked to do it, we, we go and kind of travel and perform that piece. Um, and then A Brother's Honor has 
two other films that oh. are adjacent. There, yeah, there, there. It's actually a trilogy. So, the, from the three brothers, each brother has his own love story. So, oh, Passion Flicks, yeah, Passion Flicks contracted us all out to be a part of all three movies. So, that that in terms of films, I'm I'm going to be stepping into Shayna Bradford's shoes two more times. So that's that's really exciting. That is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so happy that like. Through setting up my interview with you, I found out about Passion Flicks. It's a really cool thing. I mean, and I'm a writer, so, mm. um, and I write romances, so, like, wow. That's oh, my God. Yeah, you <laughs> have to, yes. Well, Tasha Musk, who is Elon Musk's sister, um, is the one who came up with, I mean, it's brilliant when you really think about it. And she is really committed to turning um, these these amazing romance novels into films, so, yeah, it's definitely something and maybe a contact that, you know, give me your script and just send it over <laughs> because she's, I mean, she's all about that it. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that, like, I saw on their website they do, like, take submissions and stuff like that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. Happens. Mm-hmm. And especially right um, now because they're they're young. They're I think they're about, yeah, they just turned, like, two years, two years old. I didn't know anything about them before I did the film. Um, yeah, but it was, but what was so amazing was once they announced on like Instagram and Facebook that I was playing the role of Shayna Bradford and I was like, okay, great. I got tagged in that. And the next thing you know, my Instagram was blowing up with followers (laughs) and people tagging me and they were like, oh my God, you're going to be the most amazing Shayna Bradford. I've read this book four times. I love this character. Like, and I was like, oh wow, this is this is something that it's kind of like when you have like it's not the same thing but i'm thinking about game of thrones characters like people who just know these characters from the books so well and so then to see them you know transported onto the screen they they've they've, they already have a connection with the characters before the film was even created and that's really beautiful it is it's really cool i remember one of my books uh, some people created like different Pinterest boards of what they thought the character would look like, mm. and the, the different. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so cool! Like that's, that's, casting that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely feel that it's just it's nice to get wrapped into someone else's world a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, thank you so much for having me. Great to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. And good luck with with the movie, the movies, because now there'll be a trilogy. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited. But, yeah, yeah, I look forward to, to watching you in them and see where else your oh. career is going to go, because I know you're up for big things. Oh, thank you so much. And likewise, keep me keep, keep me abreast of what you, what you have going on. Definitely, let's stay in touch. Yeah, I would love that. Aww. All right, thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening as always. Check the episode info to follow Celestine Ray and to follow Starshine. We always have features going up every day, so stay tuned to starshinemag.net. Always check out our social media. Keep in touch with us. Vote in our polls. Send ghost stories. Do all the things. All right. Have a great day.